everybody. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day today. Thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast, and I am your host, April Hanna. I am so happy to be able to bring this podcast to you guys. It is the Q&A from the Monroe Institute screening of the Path Evolution. We were able to tap into their soundboard here, and we had some amazing questions from the audience Great answers from our panel with William Buhlman, Skip Atwater, and Patty Ray Avalon. And we think that you guys are just going to love this. And we're putting this podcast out there to show you what you're missing by not coming out to one of the screenings because the Q&A panels are where it's at. So we hope you enjoy this and so happy that we were able to get this to work. I thought the film was marvelous. I loved the images. And of course all the all the talk about consciousness um skip uh is it on now yeah Yeah. Uh, um skip i had a question for you and maybe bill to you because you talked about our mobile devices and i was wondering um you were talking about that as being part of the transition of consciousness and i've often thought that too um and i was wondering what signs you see in our culture of telepathy because isn't I kind of feel that the next wave is telepathy, that we're going to be communicating with one another, obviously, uh, telepathically. And maybe, you know, science is going to come out and validate that. What do you, do you have any? Well, I agree. I think there's a process undergoing where we're evolving into other skill sets, such Mm. as telepathy. I think... Uh, people call it the sixth sense or whatever you may call it, but definitely we're moving in that direction where people are more uh, empathetic and understanding and feeling of energies all around them. So I think, yes, it's, uh, that's where we're moving in, in a physical world. Right. It's always been there. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about it and deja vu and all of these things. We understand it, but I haven't really seen any signs in our culture. Have you? Is there any... Kind of I think the that people that are, that? imagine, oh. <laughs> I have 24 people in my class yeah. that starts in 20 minutes, yeah. by the way, <laughs> 20 minutes. They're lucky people. And um, <laughs> think about this, 50 years ago, you wouldn't even have seen this kind of class. That's just the very, not only my class, but all the classes that are at the Monroe Institute. Right, This right. would not even have existed uh, Imagine 200 years ago would have been burned at the stake. I mean, there's, there is an <laughs> yeah. evolution occurring, and we are an example of that by the very things that we're teaching and what we're learning. Yeah, good answer. And on to the... I agree, that was a good answer. <laughs> During the movie, I was thinking a lot about the evolution of technology and thinking about how human beings in the beginning, when we just told stories and we didn't have a written language and then when written language came in we gave something up as storytellers and our memories weren't quite as great but we gained something with the new ability to write and record and then when um, uh, recording things through telephones and records and things came out we lost something in writing but we gained something else in abilities to communicate in broader ways and it seems like with every new technology we might be losing a little something but we don't lose it completely and we keep gaining more and more in how we um, expand our awareness and our abilities to communicate with each other and I was just thinking how exciting it is to be here now and during this time when 
technology is so much around us and maybe we are evolving faster into this um, intuitive way of communicating and telepathic because, because of technology. Yeah. I agree, that was a good answer. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just address this to the group. You, you talked about the evolution of love and loving other people. It's the opposite of fear, thinking of yourself. Uh, are there any other emotions that you think go along with that? Uh, possibly humility or perseverance or what are some other adjectives that you might add that you might see as being co-requisite with just love? You were nodding. <laughs> oh, I was? I didn't mean to. Uh, compassion. There's so many. I think uh, being more empathetic to others, being more um, understanding of where people are and knowing that everybody's different than you. So being less judgmental, I think, goes along this way. A long way. Uh, I think there's a lot of different adjectives that help describe that um, that that expansion that people are ex experiencing, uh, and it's all part of the whole process of just waking up to the fact that we're all interconnected, and you know you were not just a single entity, and I think that's an important part of it, just awakening to the fact that hey, I continue, you continue, let's get along and and grow and learn together. You've got some really big shoes to fill. <laughs> I mean, <you're laughs> that's why you're admired so. I mean, it's, he's got some really big shoes to fill. Look at that size of those things. <laughs> you're welcome. We've provided the comic relief for tonight. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say thank you. I thought the film was very well done very well done and uh, I'm so happy to see that there are films like this out there uh, becoming available for people and um, I want to say that it left me with a feeling that uh, I want to go home and make sure I do my best in every situation I'm in, that I want to remember what it's really all about, what I'm really here for, and in my daily life, sort of, so to speak, moment to moment, remember to slow down and um, be aware of what it's really all about and not get caught up in, you know, and... Uh, the things going on around me or whatever but I know those things but seeing the film just uh, activates that more in me to remind me to <clears throat> just be the best I can be and um, so I think it's really um, great thing in that aspect to help people remember remind them Thank you. It makes us feel like we did a good job. <laughs> kind of the purpose. <laughs> and Tom Campbell, he's not here, but one of the things that when we interviewed him that always sticks in my head when he's talking about this and uh, you know, just looking at others is he always says, everyone's doing the best they can with what they've got. You know, so. Uh, this one is uh, for April and Michael. Uh, 
I felt that the first part of the movie for me felt like it was complete and then the second part uh, was a sort of a more different perspective uh, talking more about love and communication and how we are inside but I'm wondering what made you uh, stop for all of that and not actually get it because it felt like uh, as a viewer I would have been perfectly happy with the first part and then waiting for five years was that, that new addition and I'm wondering what, what made you stop because it felt like okay that, that's great material why don't we just get it out of the way or do what we wanted to do what made you wait for uh, all this time thank you the first part the from the black and white in the beginning to the black skips black and white clip that's pretty much the movie that we had envisioned going into it. But then we thought back, actually, when we were here two years ago, when we screened Beyond the Physical here, we kind of came up with the idea, well, what if we went back and see where everybody is now? So we we can kind of get a little snapshot or cross-section, not cross-section, but yeah, snapshot is probably better, of the evolution of these last eight years of just the participants in the film so we thought that would be a nice touch that's the main reason why we did that and also the evolution not only of consciousness but like Mike was saying how did these people evolve in their lives and following them and their stories because we were ready to end it right there but then like Mike said we thought well what wait a second people might want to know where are they now So. And, and I think, you know, some people have questioned that have seen the film, too. Like, why did you put that stuff in of the Mayan calendar? It seems, you know, so long ago. And we thought that it was just a really good... Well, well we were kind of freaked out about it, actually, when we started on this journey. Because, you know, we're coming to these guys asking all these questions because they were really our questions. And we're like, is this really going to happen? Like, what do these people think? So part of asking that was because we, were, we had some fears. There was fear-based stuff there for us. But um, also interesting to show that here we're asking this question back in 2008 about 2012 and all of the people said the same thing basically none of this was scripted this we took one week we were, both had jobs at the time and took a week vacation to travel and interview them all within seven days so it wasn't like they had a chance to talk to each other or talk about how they were going to answer the questions and I think um, what everybody says in the point of that kind of ties back in towards the end of the film about not living in fear and you know can we get rid of some of those fear-based belief systems that we have so we thought that was kind of important to put in um, first of all thank you so very much uh, it touched me deeply um, second will we be able to buy your products in the store because in about 13 minutes, we won't be able to stay and buy anything. Uh, so that's a question that I have. And third, thank you so very much because now I've been taught by and will be taught by some movie stars and that just goes on my resume. I'm sorry I'm not higher evolved, but I'm feeling very highly evolved all of a sudden <laughs> in association, you see. Yes, we are. If, if you get, let that man be first in line, okay? <laughs> if you'd like the sale screening price, we're selling the DVDs right there in the back. And yes, um, the Monroe Institute has purchased the new film, The Path Evolution. They have Afterlife and Beyond the Physical in their bookstore as well. Thanks. I have a um, personal comment. It was a wonderful movie. I love the messages, and I will 
and they'd definitely buy it because there was too much information in there and too many wonderful aspects and approaches to compassion, to love, to the other very positive things. But, but I've got a pragmatic question. I start every day out trying to work with the positive, work with the spiritual aspects, and then I turn the news on. Um, how, do you have any gems of, of how taking what you have said individually and collectively in this film, and obviously your life work too, how do you deal with the realities that are out there that don't embrace the things that you're discussing here? Help. <laughs> uh, for me, the first step was changing the words of your statement, and they aren't really real. You know, he said, how do you deal with the realities that are out there? And it's like, well, it's not real. You know, in simpler language, this is all a big play, and we're on the stage, and we're all actors playing our roles um, in a big, giant orchestration. So when some bozo comes on and does something, he says, God, he was really good. You know, when they cast him as being bozo, he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. I look at it as a play, an unfolding play. I, I don't take any of it seriously, the best of my ability. And I, in my new book, I write a technique about just being transparent, just play a game with yourself where you're just transparent and let it go through you and don't don't get attached to any of it it's like mud being and you're right it's like every time you turn on the tv there's mugs mud is being thrown at us and we have to just be let it just go through us and create that practice otherwise it just drives you nuts if you actually took it seriously all this stuff yeah. <laughs> often i'll just say interesting evolutionary path you know of all that stuff it's like it's part of what's happening here but it doesn't have to be part of my reality and the more I focus on the reality that I want the more likely I am to create it so I don't focus on that but I acknowledge that it's interesting yeah, yeah I, I think it's really important in life to realize that you know we create our reality and we have to be we focus whatever we focus upon manifests in our life so you have to just be very self-editing i think in what you focus upon that's what i have found you know if you focus on the positive the positive grows it's that simple to me in life and it works i mean things if you focus on the positive things in your life the positive things will grow if you focus on the problems and we all know people around us that are like drama queens as are drama gentlemen's that are constantly, you know, because it's both genders, um, that are constantly, we all have in-laws like this that are constantly, every day it's a new drama, and you just look at it, and you know they're creating it, but they don't get it. So once you realize that, you could just step back and kind of smile inwardly and go, oh, okay, I get it. That's a good answer. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, great uh, production quality, the the video and the audio. I like to love the audio throughout it. So, uh, my question is, I love that Einstein quote about the the number one choice we can make. I'm paraphrasing is whether we live in a safe or unsafe universe, and it kind of just plays into what you guys were talking about in the previous question. And 
I agree. It's great to have compassion. And, and, you know, my mindset, I totally believe you create your own reality and you can choose to live in a safe universe. Uh, my question is, you know, for people that are negative around you, is it just fine leaving them alone? Like, what's the number one thing you could do to reach them? I, I know you could show them a lot of love and compassion, not buy into the story, but how, how, how do we get... It seems like a lot of people are in this fear-based... They believe the the the, the universe is essentially unsafe, and, so, and there's more of it. Maybe there's more of it now, and maybe it'll shift. But what's something that we could do to reach those people? I mean, do we even have to? He's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> be kind to them. Just be kind to them. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross came up with five steps and how you deal with, you know, death and dying situation and, you know, when it's anger and confusion and da-da-da-da resolution and everything. Um, I don't think you should spend time trying to talk them out of it. You know, so and they say, oh, oh my goodness, oh, oh they're coming, they're, oh my goodness, they're going to take over the world, oh, should I go shopping today or are they going to attack Walmart, you know, oh no, it's like... Rather than trying to reason with them or talk them out of it, or uh, you might say, you know, it sounds like you're really worried about this, you know, and you're being kind to them. They just wanted to share themselves with you, um, but no, you don't have a responsibility to talk them out of it. The only thing any of us have to do with each other is just be kind to each other. I think just be a, an example. Just be a good example. Don't get and don't get caught up in other people's drama. It's their drama. It's their deal. I I go out of my way not to get sucked into other people's drama. And by other people, I mean the world. You know, the world is nothing but drama because that's how we learn through drama, and it's our choice whether we want to be drawn into that or not or or just observe it and just go yeah i can see what's happening i le i'm learning from it i think that's the best approach and as skip said of course be compassionate and kind but don't get involved in it um, i think we can also hold our own frequency at a higher level and that helps everybody around us um, just holding a state of being of being calm and centered and loving actually has a field effect and it affects everybody in this room. Um, I mean, it's even like the guru effect. You know, when people go to see their gurus and that person is sitting there 30, 40 feet away, their vibrations are affecting the entire room. And so one way to approach it maybe is just to be the love that you are and watch how people change. <laughs> How's their time? We are one minute over nine o'clock. So is there one last question? Can I buy the movie now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll get on that. Okay. Thank you. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. 
Our films are also streaming online at Vimeo.com, GuyMTV.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at thepastseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show. 